listening to episode four of Rally DNA. Enjoy. Welcome back to a new episode of Rally DNA. Joining us this week is Belgian driver Marc Douay, uh, multiple Belgian rally champion and uh, multiple Le Mans podium sitter as well to boot, uh, a foot firmly planted in, in a number of different forms of motorsport. Thanks for coming on, Marc. Hi, good evening, everybody. Uh, thank you for, uh, for have, to, to having this, uh, this call tonight. Thank you very much. No problem. It's a pleasure. Um, so I'd like, to, I'd like to start off before we start to cover your, your, your varied and, uh, career. Um, just to point out that you, you really did, you know, to call you a rally, you know, I, I, I'm a rally fan, so I think of you maybe as more of a rally driver, but it would be very unfair to call you a rally driver because you definitely had a foot firmly planted in both circuit racing and rally driving also. Is that something, you know, when you were coming up through the ranks of motorsport, were you, did you have a preference for one over the other or was it just something that happened as you went along? How did that come about? I think this is the, the, the second option because I had um, um, no choice. I, um, I had no money and I accept uh, to drive a, a race car and I accept to drive a, a rally car with, with some sponsorship money. But uh, I had never the money to have a complete season in uh, one discipline or the other. So this is why I uh, I was doing uh, one weekend a rally and the next weekend um, a race. But uh, my my career went on like that for years. Okay. Okay. Um, but would you would would you give a preference to one over the other if you had to choose? I don't like to choose. Uh, in my <laughs> life. I was always happy with uh, with what I get, and uh, I think. Um, when you have a, a, a good car in your hands, the discipline is fantastic. When you have a, not the best car, maybe you hate, you, you hate the, the discipline. So sometimes I love the, the, the rally. Sometimes I, I loved also the, the race because, um, because of the, the nature of the car I was driving. So um, when, when you have a, fantastic car in, uh, in rally this is the the best experience you can have in your life and when you have uh, the same in uh, in racing it's also a fantastic uh, experience the uh, th- thank you i mean the the variety of cars you were able to drive in your early career uh, seemingly reflects the the, the, the road and race thing, the road and rally thing. Uh, would you mind telling us a little bit about the, the RA Celica you drove early on? Yes, the, the Celica, you, you talked about the, the Group 2? In, in yes, the Group 2, yes. Oh, I have to tell you a, a little story. Uh, why did I, I drove this car? Because a friend of my father uh, was the, the PR guy from Toyota Belgium. And he was renting um, uh, a building to over Anderson. And Toyota, oh, yes. Toyota Team Europe was in Brussels. And um, uh, I, my friend of mine talked to, to him and said, is it possible to, to, to rent a, a rally car? And uh, the guy uh, I, I was... Uh, I was 18 or, or 19 years old. And uh, he, he knew me for, for a few races in Belgium and 
and I was quite successful, but um, he didn't know about my background in, in rally. And we went together to Anderson and he, he, he said to Anderson, I have a good driver here. Do, do, do you mind to, do you think it's possible to, to uh, rent a, a Celica? The same as Anu Mikola, for example. <laughs> and Anderson believed I was a rally driver. And because of his friends asking this question, he said, yes, no problem. And, and then I did a rally, my first rally in, in Spa, and I finished fifth. And um, Anderson was happy because uh, I didn't crash the car, I didn't make any damage. But he was, uh, he thought Belgian Championship is not very competitive. And um, he decided to, to enter himself. He decided to enter himself for the, the next rally. And he was fighting for seventh place overall. <laughs> and then he realized the, the result I did was, was very good. It was my first contact with, with Owen son. And um, I have to tell you that after the rally, when, when I went in his office, he said to me, hey, are you serious? You never did a rally before? <laughs> I say, yeah. <laughs> and he was, he was upset, but he's a, he was a Swedish guy with a good self-control. So he didn't hit me, and he showed to me. And, 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 and years later, we, we, we met again, and it was in a different way after a lot of, of experience uh, in between. You had a long association with, with Belga and driving cars in the Belga colors with Belga sponsorship. Did, did that start in the late 70s? Uh, and how did that uh, get arranged? You know, in Belgium, we were very lucky to have um, cigarette sponsors. And uh, also that um, we had the, 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 the daily press was really a good support for the, the sport and for the motorsport. And uh, we, we could have, um, we could think about uh, one page in each uh, daily paper, uh, which was really, really important for the, 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 the sponsors. And um, the cigarettes, they had uh, a, a good potential of, uh, of money to spend. And uh, I was really lucky to, um, to, uh, to be uh, chosen by, by Belga for the, the first, of, first of all uh, Formula Ford program and then the rally program. And then I, I think I drove for three, four years with them. Um, and then I went to Bastos, again, a Belgian cigarette company and, and uh, Marlboro. So I, I uh, use a lot of uh, cigarette uh, sponsorship and I never smoke. A cigarette in my life but uh, <laughs> we were really lucky the motorsport was really lucky and um, a lot of dri belgian drivers and teams uh, receive a lot of uh, of uh, sponsorship deals because of the the cigarette uh, implication in motorsport yes i mean it seemed to be the, the Belga and Bastos Association seemed to be a constant in your early career. Um, was it quite an important uh, factor in, in, your, uh, in driving the 911 SC 
which you were 1982 Belgian Rally Champion with. Yes, yes, uh, in, they, they start before. They start in 79 with uh, Delbar and in 80 with uh, Jean-Louis Dumont. And then uh, it was my turn in 81. I did a, a small, um, small program uh, mixed with, uh, with racing. And uh, so I, I did, um, I was quite successful with this 9-11, which was a fantastic car in Belgium. It was a, a, a narrow uh, group four. Uh, the, the, the Porsche, normally the group four Porsches were very wide and very successful on tarmac in France, for example, or in Italy, in Spain. But for Belgium, our car was a compromise. It was a, a narrow body uh, with a big engine, a big gearbox, good brakes. And uh, so uh, for our Belgian roads, which were, they were, uh, you know, uh, nothing to compare with the French tarmac. Uh, our car was successful, and uh, against us, we had uh, Ford Escorts, we had Fiat 131, uh, we had um, Chevette, and uh, so um, this was this was a, a really competitive car uh, in the Belgian roads. And then from there, you transitioned into. <clears throat> The Group E era, so I mean, uh, you know, a fascinating transition period for rallying. You must have, um, and you you drove very early uh, Audi A1 Quattro's, the long wheelbase yes. versions. Yes, uh, did, uh, again with uh, with Belga and uh, Audi Belgium, we had um, we we were the first to use a four wheel drive in Belgium, and the first rally was Boucle de Spa in the snow, very big. Uh, uh, Success with the with the Quattro. It was uh, we were the only one uh, four wheel drive car, uh, a top car from uh, Conrad Schmidt and uh, works car, and uh, Tony Pond was was there with the um, two forty RS uh, Nissan, and he had no chance uh, against us. And it was my first rally without without testing before. But it was a four-wheel drive in the snow conditions, and um, we won the rally. And uh, we had a small program because the car was so expensive. Mm -hmm. And um, we had uh, four rallies in Belgium with the, the Squattori 1-2. And uh, we had a good result in Ypres. We finished fourth, but uh, it was a full tarmac uh, rally. And uh, with this big uh, quattro, it was, it was quite difficult to, to beat the Lancia O37. And, and the Porsche Group Four. Uh, so, and then um, the year after, I, I continue with uh, Conrad Schmidt, but in Germany, uh, with a, a, a small program, and we had a, a win in one rally. And uh, the rest was uh, not the best because um, our car was old compared to the the, the S one from. Um, Stig Blomqvist, for example, with the RS200 uh, from Grundel, other Peugeot from Grundel. And um, so, <clears throat> but we, we, uh, we carry on. And, uh, and then um, a year after, it was with, with the Metro, uh, with the Metro. And um, again, with Konrad Schmidt, who was uh, a German tuner, who was uh, quite efficient in the ODEs. 
uh, he, he proposed to, um, to uh, prepare the metro also. And I was driving the metro, in the same team, uh, it was uh, per Eklund. And we, we were successful. Okay, the car was uh, very good. And uh, okay, the, the, the reliability could have been better, but um, it was a fantastic season. We won the Hunstrick Rally. The Hunstrick Rally was, uh, <clears throat> was uh, uh, the rally, which is called now uh, Dutch and Rally. So uh, we had um, uh, good, uh, good fight with Michel Mouton, with Ander Wang, with Eklund. Uh, and uh, it, was, it was a fantastic win. Can you, just to step back for a second, can you maybe put into words for us just how much of a surprise was ushered in uh, with the arrival of the Quattro into rallying, you know, in, in the early 80s? You know, what, what was it like to be there as a new era dawned and, and you know, four-wheel drive is, is, you know, synonymous with rally ever since and at the top level, it will always remain that way now. What was it like to, to see that transition firsthand? Um, it was a new, as you said, a new era and um, the, the gap was big compared to the classic cars. And um, first of all, forward drive, more powerful engine, and really efficient. Uh, and the, the car was not a rally car, it was a big car. It was like, uh, uh, the car was too big, but so efficient because of the, the qualities of, uh, of the four-wheel drive and uh, the track, the braking. So uh, it was uh, shame, it was shame for, I think for the rally because uh, two-wheel drive cars uh, bring the, the, the fans into the rally. And um, when the, the four-wheel drives arrive, it kills the, the show, I think. Okay, it brings on another show, but um, it was more inside the car because the car was so fast inside. But from, from outside, the, it was not very spectacular because it was so efficient, you know, and, uh, compared to um, what we had before with the Porsche, uh, Escort, Nissan, Chevette, uh, uh, all these uh, Talbot, Lotus, uh, Lancia. Uh, it was shame because it kills, it kills the, the show. And speaking of spectacular and two-wheel drive, you, you also drove the Rover SD1 around this time in Group A spec. Do you mind telling us how that came to be? It's, you know, it's still a question mark yeah, because um, uh, the, the concept was again something strange because the car was for uh, a car which was fantastic, I think, for Daytona Beach uh, <laughs> compared to the to Wales or Scottish Rally. Um, but the, they did a good job. The, the, the car was very efficient on tarmac. Tony Pont was uh, great, uh, Circuit of Ireland, for example, and, uh, and in gravel, uh, the, the car was, uh, was not too heavy. Engine was powerful, traction was not too bad, and the, 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 the wheelbase was uh, not the best, but uh, the handling of, of the car was, uh, was very good, and, uh, but it was not, a car with the potential to, 
to beat the other group A cars. Uh, the only way to beat them, it was because of the, the V8, mm -hmm. the torque and the power of the V8 compared to, to the four cylinders, six cylinders from, from the, the other manufacturers. But uh, otherwise, uh, the, it was uh, it was good fun. But, um, and, and in this period, the, the engineers had, um, they were free to invent something compared to now. Uh, in, in these days, um, sometimes you could see a, a small Chevette and then a, a Rover V8, a Vitesse V8, and then in between uh, a 131 with uh, very big tires. Every, every car was different. And uh, at, at the end, the competitivity was uh, similar. And uh, we had one weekend, uh, a Fiat who was winning, next weekend a Porsche, next weekend an Escort. Uh, it was a uh, uh, fantastic variety of cars and models. And some engineers had, uh, uh, they took the, uh, the, the risk to, in, to uh, enter a, a strange car uh, like the, the Rover Vitesse in, <laughs> in Rally, but with, with drivers like Tony Pont, uh, the risk was not so big. Oh, yeah, I mean, Tony, really good, and yourself, really could throw that car around. I mean, some of the photos and the, the footage is just spectacular. Um, for, me, for me, it was the photos. Tony, Tony was the result. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I can imagine equally spectacular. You, you, you drove the Group B Mazda RX-7 uh, on Bucal de Spa in 1995, I believe. What was that like? And this car was unbelievable. The, 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 the suspension of, the, of this car was great. Uh, it was, um, they, they, they had a big step in the, um, the handling of the car, especially on, on rubble. And uh, the, <clears throat> the Wankel engine uh, had no limit. Uh, the torque was not the best, but from a proper, uh, prop, from a revs, like uh, 3,000 revs, it never ends. You, can, you could stay in gear instead to go four, five, uh, or two, three, four, you can stay longer in, in one gear, and it was a it was an advantage uh, uh, with this car. The the car was fantastic to drive. Uh, the handling and um, the power was, power was there. And uh, yes, but I think um, uh, one bolt was not the the right tuner, not the right uh, team uh, for that. They, they did a good job, but. They never used the, the, the complete potential of the car. Mm -hmm. They could have done this or uh, another, another team like ProDrive or like Walking Show. Or, uh, they, they could have done better. Mm -hmm. And presumably the, the, the Rover Vitesse uh, outings laid the foundation for your continued involvement with Austin Rover into, into your, your time spent in the Metro, which you used to great effect on, on the Belgian Championship and further afield. Um, that was a really, a car you really got the full potential out of and just as it started to, to come good as well. Yes, the, 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 the Metro was um, also a, 
uh, a choice uh, of the, the, the company, uh, a short car, a small car uh, with um, different um, aerodynamic uh, elements uh, was, uh, was a good choice. Uh, the aspirated engine was okay, but uh, just a little bit too just uh, compared to the, the turbocharged cars from uh, Audi, Peugeot, and the compressor with the Lancia. They had more, they had 100 horsepower more than, than the metros. And when they, when at, at Austin Rover, they, uh, they tried to, to have to, to, to find more power from this uh, V6 engine, it was a lack of uh, reliability. And uh, it was a shame because uh, the car was um, quite spectacular, but, um, but uh, without a turbo, it was uh, very, very difficult to, to play with the Lancias, uh, with the ODS-1 and, um, okay, and the Peugeot, of course, uh, the tur Turbo 16 was uh, the reference. But uh, the, the, the Metro, with Tony and with uh, Malcolm Wilson, they, 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 did, they did well, but uh, they never had the chance to fight uh, for, 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 for the first place. It must have been. I mean, I've always been fascinated by the transition between 1986 and 1987. And for you being there on the front line, as it were, what, could you explain what, what it was like going from, you know, uh, a, a basically work spec Metro 6R4 to presumably scouting around for a different drive uh, quite rapidly for 1987? You, you talk about going back to Group A. Yes, yes. Yes, of course. But the, the problem of the, the Group B, uh, the rally was so popular, so successful. Uh, on, we had uh, fans all over the world and uh, these cars were not anymore uh, uh, in in uh, in condition to 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 use uh, the, the same sort of um, of roads uh, with the spectators uh, very close from the roads and uh, the speed was the speed was really really high and uh, any any little accident could have have some um, big issues, uh, or for the drivers, or for the spectators, and it kills the group B. It kills the group B. The, the group B was fantastic, but uh, it, it was too, it was too dangerous because uh, these cars were um, quite so fast as as the actual cars. Without the safety, you know, uh, the safety for the drivers, the safety with the tank. Uh, so it was, it, it was going too far. But the, but after it went uh, uh, too too low in in uh, in one year, we had uh, Renault uh, seventeen or I don't know. Uh, we had uh, little little cars, and, and we lost some some drivers because uh, they they were not uh, happy with such a cars like Walter Verl and uh, some Italian drivers. They retire, but um, it's it's 
we had to to wait for two or three years to have again uh, a fantastic uh, world championship uh, with uh, with uh, Lancia with uh, with uh, the, the Ford uh, and and um, it was really competitive, but. Uh, we we had to the gap was too big between 86 and 87 as you said and um, but after uh, it, it became again popular because um, for, of uh, of uh, good cars uh, and good drivers and uh, the show came back Presumably, you know, as you said, your comments earlier, the four wheel drive kind of killed the show a little bit from from your point of view or in your opinion. But then you stepped out of a four wheel drive car into the, a very sideways BMW M3. So you must have been reasonably happy with the, the, the driving style then that that allowed. Exactly. The, the M3 was um, uh, uh, an Escort Evo 4. <laughs> uh, it was an um, uh, efficient car. Uh, with the um, very enjoyable to drive, uh, the sound of the engine, uh, the speed of the car, rear-wheel drive. It was um, a concept made for for rally, made for the fans, and for the and for driver and co-driver because um, the car was reliable. But the problem is that um, BMW Motorsport never never. Were followed or was involved in the in the rally sport because uh, for BMW a car has to be clean, not full of uh, dirt, not full of gravel, uh, of mud. Uh, a BMW has to be clean, and this is why uh, the, the M3 uh, was successful through uh, ProDrive, and it was um, an idea from David Richards and and his team. And uh, because uh, they, they had the support after from BMW, but uh, nothing official. But uh, because, uh, as I told you, marketing side was not uh, a priority for BMW to, uh, to uh, enter cars in, in, uh, in rally sport. And uh, it's a shame because I think the car could have been uh, successful. We could also imagine uh, an M3 four-wheel drive, but they never they they never followed the the, this uh, rally marketing point of view, Uh, and uh, they were successful in uh, in racing, and uh, so it was a priority. Uh, The 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 racing was priority to to the the rally sport. And that must have been what led to, I mean, ProDrive had to change that car very dramatically from what, you know, the BMW spec ones were. I think, I think it was Chatrio said that by the time ProDrive were finished with it, only the engine was from Munich. So presumably they had to, to go to great, great lengths to make it suitable for rallying. Uh, I think they changed the gearbox too, if, if I'm correct in saying that. Um, but um, quite a lot of development done by Dave Richards and ProDrive to make it the competitive car it was. Exactly. Exactly, ProDrive did a, a big, big uh, research and development uh, work on the for the for the rally version, and uh, as you said, uh, I think uh, the only uh, BMW involvement was uh, the engine, 
and uh, the gearbox was um, first uh, get track, then uh, X-Track and uh, uh, English gearbox. And uh, the, 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 the M3 was an English car. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe this was the reason it was competitive for ICA. <laughs> maybe. We'll yeah. take that. <laughs> um, you, you had some incredible success in E30 M3s. I mean, 1999 stands out in particular. Uh, you know, fifth in Portugal, sixth in Corsica, seventh in San Remo. Uh, these are these must have felt like special results at the time. Um, exactly, and also thousand legs. Uh, of course, thousand legs. Uh, Portugal. It was. Uh, uh, the new rallies for me. Uh, no, I never went to to uh, thousand eight before, and um, in San Remo the car was fast, uh, no problems at all. From Monte Carlo to the end of the season, the car was so reliable and uh, no retirement. So we did the uh, world championship and we won the two wheel drive category, but it was no category, uh, but uh, it was not official. But we were successful for in in each rally, in every rally, and um, I was in the same time Belgian rally champion with the uh, M3. So uh, it was uh, really my best uh, rally year with, uh, with the M3 and, and ProDrive. And, and it has to be pointed out as well that in the Belgian championship as well, I mean, fierce competition from your peers in that era as well. It, it was, um, you know, you were up against some, some really good quality drivers in that championship. Yes, yes, we had a good championship. You know, uh, uh, Belgium is a little bit like uh, Ireland. Uh, in, in Ireland, uh, uh, you have a lot of good cars, uh, really good drivers, and in Belgium also. But you can you, you can see that when you have a foreigner drivers who arrive, they they don't win like that in the beginning. <laughs> they, they they have to fight because. Uh, of the, the Belgian uh, teams and drivers with uh, the special uh, type of uh, of roads. And uh, uh, so we had uh, very good drivers uh, like uh, Robert Jokmans on the Ford Sierra, uh, Patrick Snyers on the Lancia, uh, uh, Guy Colsoul and, and, uh, and Freddie Lloyds and people like that. They, they were really competitive. And, it was always a good championship. This is why it was so popular. And uh, we, had, um, we had the importer who were involved to help uh, the drivers to, to have uh, proper uh, X or, or factory cars and uh, still some um, cigarette championship uh, sponsorship, sorry. And um, I was uh, the first with the... Uh, petroleum uh, sponsor Fina. It was a Belgian uh, uh, petrol uh, uh, company, and uh, they they were involved, and uh, uh, they they did a good um, a good deal with uh, with BMW. So every BMW who came out uh, was uh, on the for uh, for road was a, a car with Fina oil in in the engine. It was a worldwide deal. So uh, motorsport was not uh, only stickers on the car. It was an um, industrial win-win, uh, as you say. Mm -hmm. So it was uh, a good deal. And uh, FINA was, uh, uh, was involved in the motorsport uh, 
and took the maybe the, the relay of uh, the cigarettes uh, because they they um, the, the government uh, cancelled um, uh, the, the the cigarette uh, deals in any sports or culture and so the we had no not a lot of opportunities outside uh, after after the cigarettes but the fina uh, was there and i was lucky to to have a deal with them for years yes i mean it looks like the fina deal presumably carried over to 1990 when you switched to ford hardware um that that must have been quite a uh, a change especially going from the uh, the rear wheel drive e30 to the sapphire 4x4 cosworth would you mind telling us a little bit more about the 1990 season yes but uh, you have to know that um, after such a successful uh, year with prodrive uh, and the bmw i had uh, a, a proposal from david chance to um, to carry on with the subaru he had uh, the first subaru legacy and um, uh, I was I, I was with Fina, uh, and it was okay. Not my sponsor, but uh, we we had the potential for the future together. And um, Fina was not interested in um, in uh, this Asian uh, car company uh, Subaru, which was a young uh, a young uh, company who came into the European market. So uh, Fina said no, no for uh, <clears throat> for a rally with the Subaru, and I had to to follow um, to follow uh, Fina because the proposal from David was good, but the, the car was in the beginning of its development, and I was not sure to be there a second year. So uh, I had a one year contract a proposal and. Um, it was uh, for me. It was a bit risky, and uh, it was shame because I was so so happy to work with uh, Prodrive, and uh, I think uh, we were. Uh, David Richards was not was also happy with me, but uh, he's, uh, he was um, working with Subaru, and he, he was right because he was so successful the, the years after. But um, I went to to Ford Belgian team uh, RES. And it was first the, the Sierra Cosworth uh, two-wheel drive. Uh, for me, the car was really ugly. Just the rear with this big wing was good to, to put the, the beers after the rally and uh, <laughs> some chips. But otherwise, um, uh, it was a different car, very powerful. We, <clears throat> we had to, uh, to fight a lot because we were using, due to the contract of RES with Dunlop, we had to to fight against the the other guys uh, on Michelin tires or Pirelli, and uh, Dunlop was uh, a problem in certain conditions. But at, at the end, we were we were champion again in '90 with the Ford Sierra. Mm -hmm. But because um, at the end of the season we had the, the four wheel drive car, as you said, the Sierra Cosworth four wheel drive was um, a very very good car. And um, so uh, we had also uh, some uh, rallies outside like San Remo with, with this car. And so we, we enjoyed and um, uh, it was uh, my second year with, with Fina in the, in the rally sport. And 
again, uh, it was uh, successful again. And you switched brands again for 1991 and found yourself back behind the wheel of a, a Celica, albeit a, a Group A one now. Um, was that a big change again? I see the FINA deal continue to 1991. Was it, Were you running with the same team? Yes, it was um, It was a really, really works cars. Uh, the, t- the Toyota was a, a factory car, okay, uh, run by Heinbach. It was a, a B team, if you want, but uh, it was a, a proper car. And I was uh, under contract with Toyota, uh, Toyota Team Europe, uh, also as a test driver. So I had the chance to to test a lot, a lot, uh, and do uh, and have a rally program, competi- competition program with uh, Heinbach. So uh, it was it was again a good season. It was a good season and uh, uh, fantastic experience to work with uh, with uh, Anderson or Anderson again, and uh, fantastic engineers like Goldstein, like Michel Nordon, and. Uh, a uh, lot of fantastic mechanics and it was it was a, a nice period for me and uh, uh, so again with my my belgian sponsor and we we did well again i mean it was quite some car that st165 Celica. i mean that's one of the first with the extract transmission um and and the first uh, group A car to, to really challenge the might of Lancia for some time. Um, and it must have been quite an experience being in the front, having a front seat for it, as it were. Exactly. It was um, uh, quite a sophisticated car, you know, with, with, the, with the diffs, um, uh, the, the, the electronic diffs uh, and mechanical. So we had a lot of, lot of testing to, to find the uh, the right product for each rally and uh, the drivers they, they were world champion with that you know uh, Carlos Sainz uh, Oriol uh, uh, and Kunen they, they, they were really really fast with these cars and um, the, uh, it was a quite sophisticated rally car yes and you, you seem to have a, a break from boat rallying and circuit racing then for the next couple of years. Was that a was that a choice of yours or was it a, in search of a new sponsorship deal or, or what led to that break? It was not my choice because I I was uh, I had a contract with BMW uh, Motorsport mm-hmm. for uh, a racing program. Mm-hmm. And in the same time, I had an official um, uh, works contract for Toyota Team Europe, so I had I, I, <laughs> I had uh, two um, car company contracts, um, and uh, the the problem was that the the, the Belgian Toyota uh, importer came to Anderson and said, "Look, uh, our driver, your driver Duez, is coming in Belgium with his uh, BMW and beat my Toyotas on 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 race tracks." Everything is normal. And then uh, <clears throat> uh, I had a, a meeting with Ova Anderson and he said, look, uh, uh, it's impossible to, for you to continue um, in this way. I propose you to be our uh, official test driver. I propose you a three-year contract, but no, no rallies 
maybe one one a year once a year but especially um, testing and testing and developing developing cars and um, it was not uh, it was a fantastic proposal for for uh, a normal guy but for me um, I, I, I was not I was not pleased with that because I I needed competition. I need to to uh, enter a rally uh, with a member of my car and also uh, racing. So I said to over, thank you very much for the this proposal. I but I will not accept because um, I uh, I still need. I am too young to be test driver for the rest of my life. And um, he said yes, but uh, this was my only offer, and so. Sorry, I say yes. Thank you very much. Uh, sorry for my answer, and uh, we stay friends. And a um, uh, few few times uh, for few uh, experiences, I was asked by Toyota to to uh, to test some um, some different things on on cars in secret. And uh, after after my Toyota period, so I I stayed in good. Uh, position at Toyota, but uh, from outside. And I mean, after that, it seemed to, that you basically had, uh, from 95 onwards rather, you, you must have driven most of the Group A cars at the peak of the Group A era. Uh, you know, things like the Impreza 555 and the Escort Cosworth. What were these cars like to drive competitively at the time, you know, bearing in mind they were brand new and at the cutting edge of technology? Yes, these cars were, first of all, they, they were not factory cars. And they mm. were uh, <clears throat> owned by uh, private teams, but they, they were very good. They were very efficient. And uh, so uh, it, it kept my career uh, still uh, in, in uh, good shape. I drove also uh, for Seat and I drove the Ibiza. And um, in between, I, I was... Um, I was. Uh, I had a season with a little Polo sixteen hundred Super sixteen hundred. Okay, it was not the, the, the most competitive car, but um, I, I I stayed. I carry on in in, in uh, the rally sport in Belgium um, in in driving uh, by driving uh, cars like that, uh, and um, uh, so I, I I followed the evolutions of the. Of the cars, and uh, after the 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 CRT Bizza kit car, I developed <clears throat> the WRC uh, Cordoba, um, and it was really interesting because uh, it was the first uh, WRC um, cars I drove. Uh, it was um, uh, a Seat, but using uh, uh, Subaru diffs, uh, Pro Drive diffs. Okay. Uh, using a, a Snowbeck uh, French uh, tuning uh, engine, and it was not the best choice because uh, you know Seat was part of uh, Volkswagen Group, and they could have done a better choice in using Volkswagen or Audi parts for their Cordoba. And uh, the, the the solution of the the Pro Drive transmission was uh, not the last evolution and. So this car was never competitive enough to to fight for for the win because of these technical cho uh, choices. 
but um, it was a good experience and um, so and um, it was it was really really uh, interesting because uh, uh, going into WRC against the, the Subarus against the, the Lancia against the Ford uh, it, it was uh, challenging especially uh, for a driver like me which, which has not not the same um, level of uh, of uh, ability as the other world champions. It was it was a good experience. Presumably, that that Ibiza kit car must have been particularly well suited to Belgian tarmac uh, as an F two thousand car, front wheel drive, high revving. You know, it must have been really fun to throw about on the Belgian roads, surely. Exactly the the, the fun, as you said, it was was great because uh, the, the the engine, uh, aspirated engine uh, with a lot of. Uh, of uh, revs, uh, a wild car, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was a good experience, really good. Was it more fun to drive than the Cordoba? Then knowing that the Cordoba maybe wasn't quite at the cutting edge where it should have been, the Ibiza was much more competitive in its class against its peers. No, the the Seat Ibiza was not the the, the fastest car in Belgium because uh, in World Championship. Uh, Harry Rovanpera was good with this car because it was a mix of uh, gravel rallies and tarmac. But on tarmac, he was always beaten by the, the Renault Megane and uh, Clios. And in Belgium, it was also tarmac and we had no chance against these cars also. Mm-hmm. But um, but uh, it, it was it was fun to drive. And at the end of a rally, you had, to, you, you had full of uh, uh, souvenirs. <clears throat> And uh, it was it was uh, really wild to drive, and uh, and it was a fantastic, fantastic uh, experience. And you know, post Seat, um, you found yourself driving a lot of the GT3 Porsches, which, if nothing else, must be something of a throwback in terms of the amount of oversteer and stuff to your formative rally experiences. You know, was that an intentional thing going back to, you know, rear-wheel drive, big capacity Porsches and things of similar capacity? It, it, yes, it was, it was um, uh, a decision from a Belgian guy. Uh, uh, and uh, he had uh, his, his own teams and uh, Gérard uh, Magnette uh, was the guy who, who decided to enter Porsche uh, into rally sports uh, with, with the, the accord, the, the go from Porsche factory. Uh, we built 10 cars at the Porsche uh, factory. It was uh, GT3 cars, but the name was 911 RC. Uh, road challenge and uh, and these cars were official Porsches RC and uh, there are only 10 in the world but the problem from the Porsche in the beginning of the, the first few years was that we start from a, a road car you know and the road car is never a rally car because um, uh, with this car we, we could not cut the corners like um, the other, the other cars, and uh, uh, we we had um, a, a good car, 
fantastic to drive, fantastic to see uh, as, as a fan when when they were watching the the, the noise of the car was uh, music, and and it still exists now in a few countries. Uh, most of these country, countries uh, use um, uh, you can see Porsches because they are tarmac championship, and these cars are really really spectacular to 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 watch. And for the drivers, it's an experience. Uh, it's, they they prefer to to finish twelfth uh, overall in a Porsche than fifth in a WRC or in a R two car. Because uh, this car looks like a, a man car, and this car looks like uh, something uh, uh, nice and uh, wild and. Uh, this car was is also reliable, not too expensive to run. Car is uh, expensive to buy, but from when you have it, uh, the car is so reliable. Doesn't need to, to change uh, uh, tires uh, like the, the the other GTs or the other front front wheel drive or wheel wheel drive. The car was the car is quite competitive. And um, so this is a successful uh, car in GT. The problem is the GT because um, there, there are no, uh, no manufacturers interested in the GT. So uh, outside now Alpine, we had, we had a little um, uh, possibility with uh, Aston Martin who was developed by ProDrive, a Lotus also, uh, but uh, nothing uh, comparable to uh, the official uh, cars who were in um, WRC or in uh, R5 or R2 now. But um, in France, they have a lot of cars, uh, let's say uh, six, seven Porsches, and they have also the same amount of Alpine. In Germany, they have uh, Porsches. In Spain, uh, also in, in Italy, so it's um, it's quite uh, successful, and uh, I think uh, because of this uh, this, this uh, initiative from uh, Gérard Magnet, uh, I think uh, now we still we still see cars in in, in rally sport, and uh, these these Porsche are, are still there, but with a big evolution now. Now this is. Uh, uh, our car was uh, 300, um, 400 horsepower, but now they are over 500. And uh, this is also um, uh, the problem. We, we don't have a lot of Porsches. We could have, have more Porsche, but the, the, the problem is you have to drive these cars and not all the gentlemen are able to, to use these cars at the limit. So uh, it was the problem of the Porsche. It's, it's a car who is uh, built for for a specialist, and um, and uh, the, the, these guys are <clears throat> are not the majority of uh, of uh, the, the the rally drivers. Although you seem to be passing on your your skills and advice to to such people, I see you're doing some work with with Tothill with the ice driving uh, lately. That looks like um, looks like a good experience. 
Yes, it is. It is a fantastic idea by Richard Tutil and uh, Below Zero as driving, because using an um, old Porsche uh, X uh, Group Four and cars like that, uh, still uh, in fantastic shape uh, because of the, the, the team. Um, I think uh, this is this is a fantastic fantastic experience for the customers because. Uh, we, we let them drive at the maximum. Uh, if they do a mistake, this is not a problem. If you go, uh, if you go on ice in, um, in uh, uh, north of Finland, Finland or in, with modern cars, you are in the car with an instructor and the first mistake you do, you are penalized. And uh, you, 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 you will not use uh, the car at, at, at maximum potential. Uh, by total on the ice, uh, if you're too slow, we push on your knee and you, uh, <laughs> you will go faster. And um, this is a maximum of adrenaline and in um, safety conditions. And, 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 and these Porsches are so fantastic to, to drive uh, that uh, even Drivers like uh, like me, like Terry Kaby, like all the, the drivers who are riding champion, who are uh, driving these cars with a lot of uh, experience, you enjoy it every day, every day, and uh, this is uh, something different than than the current, uh, the actually early cars. And uh, because of course it's a it's a, a really drag, but. Um, uh, it's uh, it's it's an interesting car to drive and uh, gives you a lot of uh, a lot of fun. Wonderful. Looking back on what has, what has been an incredibly successful and diverse career, could you tell us which which rally car did you derive most enjoyment personally from driving? As I told you, uh, when when you have a a, a good a very good car in your hands. You enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I had uh, the Porsche, fantastic uh, two three years experience uh, in, in the year in the eighties. Um, the BMW M3 was fantastic. I had the chance to drive the Escort before that. Um, I drove the one thirty one Fiat, uh, uh, and then the the Quattro, a good Quattro. And then, uh, of course, the, the metro uh, with, the, the, with the factory and uh, the, a lot of testing and a lot of driving, a lot of driving in this wild car. I think um, I have fantastic memories with all these uh, three, four companies. Uh, I think uh, that the metro was the, the wildest car I ever drove, but uh, the entry was so efficient uh, as a rear-wheel drive and, and fast. And the Porsche was uh, uh, a very, very interesting car to drive with. Uh, before four-wheel drive, it was a car with good traction and, <clears throat> and uh, powerful engine. And then the Quattro, the Quattro was, uh, was uh, like uh, a German Panzer. <laughs> <laughs> But before we wrap up, Mark, I wonder, could you share with us, is there any, you know, a, a, a story or a particular memory that stands out to you from, from an event on your career, be it 
from you or, or an incident with another crew or drivers on the event? Is there any any story that stands out to you from your time spent rallying? You know, I have I have millions of, uh, of uh, stories because I had uh, a long um, a long uh, career, and I was lucky to be uh, so uh, so so long uh, as a professional driver. But I think one of my best memory was the, the rally sprint in in Donington. It was a fantastic event uh, before uh, I arrived because uh, it was a um, um, competition between four the best four rally drivers against uh, the best four racing drivers, especially Formula One drivers. And this this event was really successful in England. And um, uh, because of um, because Tony Pond was not able to 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 uh, to be there, and I was uh, Austin Rover driver. <clears throat> John Davenport asked me if I was interested to to do this uh, rally sprint. I said, hey, of course, this is my dream. And I was, um, and so I I went to to Donington, and and next to me was Kaki Rosberg, Nigel Mansell, John Watson. And um, um, Brundle, and I think uh, I had, I have seen these guys in Kailami the week before in the Williams uh, fighting for the win, and these guys were my heroes. And next to me, uh, Michel Mouton, Jimmy McRae, Perreault, only heroes. The problem, I won this event, and I had no name. I was nothing. I was nobody knows me. It was the end of the rally sprint because of me. <laughs> <laughs> I felt sorry just a few seconds for the rally sprint, but I was so happy. <laughs> That's to, incredible. To have a fantastic <laughs> um, event with my heroes. And uh, so I, it was not, not a good idea to invite me there. So uh, it's really a shame because this, this event was... Uh, Fantastic event uh, for the show, for the TV show, for the fans. And uh, it was a good event for the drivers because they, they enjoyed uh, a, a, nice, a nice day uh, um, with good rally cars, with uh, race cars. And so, and other, I have other stories, but uh, nothing, uh, nothing bad. I had no. Uh, fight uh, with other guys. <laughs> uh, I, you know, fantastic experience because the, the, the rally sport is, is something um, different um, to race, to racing because um, in racing, the people uh, come to you uh, as uh, the spectators, but in rally, you go to them. Uh, you, you go to visit them. And uh, you have uh, sometimes 100,000 fans or spectators compared to, to motorsport where you have uh, empty grandstands and things like that. And uh, it makes something that uh, it, you, you have a, a very good feeling when you see all these guys uh, watching, um, watching the rally and when you have the chance to, to be in one of the, these cars, it is always good and um, we visit fantastic uh, areas in the world or also in Belgium. I, without rally, I, I, I think I, I couldn't, uh, in uh, my country, like uh, I, I know it now, 
because of the rally, we visit different uh, areas which are not especially touristic, but uh, this is also the same in, in the world. We had the chance to go, uh, who is, what, tell me which tourist is going in Kildare. <laughs> Some very intrepid ones, yes. <laughs> I was there. So uh, it, it, is, it was a fantastic experience and uh, with, uh, it was a, a team effort and um, the, the motorsport is so fantastic when you when you part of the of the game and um, as a driver as a mechanic as an engineer or a team owner it, it's fantastic because um, it, it's so different as a, a daily job wonderful thanks so much mark i mean that's 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 exactly the kind of anecdote we wanted <laughs> Yes, thanks, thanks so much for giving us your time, Mark. Really appreciate it. No, thank you very much. Sorry for my, my English from uh, Spa, but uh, maybe next year it would be, be better. No, it's perfect, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you very much you. for giving us so much of your time. Thank you. Uh, this is fantastic what, what you do for the, for the sport also. Good to have you, good to have you uh, alongside uh, the teams, the drivers and, uh, and the fans to... Uh, to protect and to promote the, the motorsport is important in these uh, difficult uh, years. And uh, with all, all the, the chicanes we have uh, in our sports. Thank you to you and uh, carry on like that. Uh, it will be good for the, the next generation. We have, to, we have to find them, we have to help them, we have to, uh, to see them and uh, so. Thank you very much. So thank you, Mac. Thank you very much. Have Take a good care. evening. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, thanks very much, everyone, for listening. And thank you very much again, Mark, for, uh, for coming along. Uh, this has been Rally DNA. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, come back next week for more. Take care. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. But a magnificent overall individual victory in a tremendously successful Austin Rover rally sprint, without a doubt the best ever, goes to the Belgian first-timer Mark Douay. It's been a day of fun and success he'll remember for a long time. Best